All right, I'm back. Uh, this is like the first time I'm doing one of these like back-to-back uh, conversations in one day. But hey, why not? We got the technology. Why not do it? So this time around, this is somebody I have never spoken to before, but I'm really looking forward to speaking with them now. It's John Pasoli, who is the VP and business segment leader for small business and self-employed. I like that part of it for Intuit. So, John, hey, thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for having me. So I think you're the first person. I mean, I, I talked to a lot of different folks, and I think you're the first person at a company that, you know, it's, small business is not just about, you know, like small business. You, you're talking self-employed people, too. And that, that's really cool because I never really get that aspect of small business. You, you kind of, you know, you, you get the small, small, and then you get the small crossing in the mid. But the individual kind of business folks, they kind of get overlooked sometimes in these conversations. So it's really cool to, to have you here with me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't that long ago that we came to this similar conclusion um, and created um, a group dedicated to focus on our our self-employed customers. So um, it took us a while as well, but um, we definitely see a very clear distinction in the the mindset and the needs for a self-employed person. So with Tuit, uh, you, you guys have millions and millions of customers, business customers, using QuickBooks. Um, maybe I can give you, get a high level uh, thoughts from you on where right now currently are your small business customers in terms of handling the pandemic and, and break it down to how, how are the self-employed handling it? Maybe if they are handling it differently than like the, the, the small businesses in general. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I'll be honest, there's a lot more resiliency than, um, you know, I had, I had thought in the darkest days of the pandemic, when we all went into lockdown up front, um, we, we went to work focusing on getting PPP loans in the hands of our customers. Um, and essentially any program that existed, uh, whether it was GoFundMe or, uh, government programs, just getting money to customers to, um, create some resilience in the situation. And one of the things that has been, I shouldn't say surprising, but you know, the, I guess the halo in this terrible pandemic that we've been in is how small businesses and self-employed have innovated and pivoted and picked up new business, transformed existing businesses, taking care of their employees. It's just the, the stories of sacrifice to take care of their, our customers, employees, and, and their families have been so uplifting. And, and to your question around self-employment and, and if that's different, um, there's obviously a spectrum, uh, you know, of, of self-employed individuals from the kind of survive mode to the thrive mode. Um, we've seen on the, on the survive mode, obviously an uptick in terms of um, gig opportunities. Uh, we're all getting stuff shipped to our front doors these days. And uh, there are some brave essential workers who are self-employed, who are doing that work on our behalf. And then you have a lot of, um, you know, more service oriented self-employed folks. So think about your, um, your photographers or your coaches. And um, there was definitely, um, and this is anecdotally um, working with customers, 
a big hit up front. Um, but I think similar to small businesses, they've figured out how to do work in this environment. They've either um, pivoted online um, or they've pivoted outside a lot of times. Um, but it's been really inspiring to, to see the, the transformation. And it will be very interesting going forward to see how a lot of the digital transformation sticks as we start to open back up as an economy. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I think, when it, particularly when it comes to small businesses uh, in, in the self-employed, hey, I'm one of the self-employed, so I, I can speak from that experience. Um, digital transformation had maybe had a meaning pre-pandemic that I think has changed post-pandemic. Uh, I thought uh, pre-pandemic, Folks who are saying digital transformation were really saying digital transition. How do they take some of these manual processes and automate them so that they're more efficient and you know cheaper, you know, cheaper to do? Um, which to me is not digital transformation as much as digital translation. You just want to do the same thing, but you want to automate it so you don't have to do it, but you still want the same thing done. Yeah. Versus transformation, which is like, oh, I can do things that I never could do before or maybe even didn't even think of were possible. But now because of the technology that's at our disposal, I can do some things that I never would have dreamed of before. Are you seeing the necessity for digital transition starting to move towards digital transformation at this point as we kind of get close to the end with this? Yeah, I think there's a really interesting interplay between the two. Um, I 100% agree with you. I think the the transformation part of the transition there has really come to life as a lot of folks who may have been skeptical about their industry or their type of business or this just them as a as a person being able to scale digitally um, we're you know we're all kind of forced into it and I think the data the data has shown that it it worked for a lot of customers or for a lot of small businesses um, who are QuickBooks customers. Um, and, you know, I, I do think the interplay though lands um, in realizing how technology can work for your business. And when you've unlocked these achievements of let's say growing business or finding new customers or finding new product lines um, online, it, it begs the question, what else can this thing do for me? Um, and I think there's just a huge number to your point of um, transition items, which are consuming hours of time. I mean, just within QuickBooks, we have a, we have a stat of over 30 hours of time that QuickBooks can remove from your business. It's more than a day of work. Um, a physical day, you know, like a 24 hour day of just stuff you don't actually need to be doing. But oftentimes, as I've seen businesses scale and grow, it's hard to let go of those tasks. And it gives a sense of, of control. And, and sometimes um, it's easy to forget how valuable your time is as a small yeah. business owner. And um, if there's a, if there's a silver lining, I'm hoping that, um, uh, folks have discovered 
how technology can do some of that low value work for them so they can focus on the high value business growth items. Maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, some of these technologies, kind of the buzzwords that are out there, AI and no code, no code, you got RPA, you got, you got a ton of these things out there. Uh, but what, where does, let's take AI, for example, where, how is AI helping small businesses currently get through, you know, kind of this process? Is it, I mean, has, has it played a role in some of the uh, resiliency that you were talking about before? It, AI has become such a buzzword and it kind of has, uh, you could ask 10 people what AI is. And you'll get like 20 different answers. Don't ask yeah. me about how I did the math there. But, <laughs> but what role has AI played in this pandemic and potentially helping smaller businesses see to the other side? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you really, you really hit it with that last statement of seeing to the other side. Um, what and and you know preface I, i'm going to speak to a bunch of things that quickbooks can do because i'm i'm closest to it um but i i think it's fair to extrapolate beyond quickbooks as well with the examples what ai can do way better than we can do um as individuals is look at a huge amount of data past and present and make recommendations and not just our data but aggregated data, right? So the, the larger a community that you participate in, the more powerful AI can be in, in helping you make those decisions. So a very real example in the, in the pandemic is around cash flow. So if, if there were any other time in, in recent history where cash flow was king, it was this past year and even the moment now. Um, and what uh, AI can do in QuickBooks, for example, is create a, a very simple intuitive experience, which we call our cash flow planner, which essentially can take a look at not just your historical cash flow, but what are the events that are coming up in your future? And below that very simple experience, there's a bunch of really sophisticated AI happening. The first of which is what are all the events and how often do they happen, right? So just some predictability around when does your payroll land? Um, when do you, what, what are your expenses? How much do they recur? What does that look like for other folks in your industry? So starting to extrapolate at that surface level. But then below that, there are many things that trigger cash flow events for small businesses, like take taxes, which is a big one. That is a terrible surprise at the end of a quarter or the end of a year. And when you put AI to work, it can look at those transactions and based off of its, its vast knowledge of all of the transactions that it's seen like that, put it in the right tax category. It can maximize your tax savings with that decision. And all of that AI below the surface is bubbling up to a simple visualization that shows you, here's what your cash flow is going to look like. Here's a, here's a section where you're going to be maybe in the red or close to the red. So let's talk about it. Like, what are the things that we can do? Can you adjust payroll? Can you adjust your payment terms? Um, can you adjust your uh, bills 
or have a conversation with those you owe money to. So it's that it's that level of insight where um, during the pandemic, AI has been doing a ton of work for small businesses. But the way in which it comes to life is actually beautifully simple. Is it? It sounds like it's too good to be true, but it's good. And I think there's a lot of a lot of small businesses don't really know the things that AI can do for them. Uh, and, and and hearing that laid out like that, I think it makes it more accessible. Are you finding that small businesses are are still struggling with how these kind of uh, things can help them, even though they know they need help and they hear that it can help them? Are are they turning to it more now? Or is it? I don't, I don't like to say. Are they turning to these things from a desperation point of view? But is it actually? getting to them at this point and are they really putting it together and really benefiting from it? Because it's, there was a lot of hesitancy before the pandemic. And I'm just curious is, has the, I hate to say like desperation of the pandemic allowed them to be more open and receptive for using these AI technologies like AI. And, and are they starting to see, man, I can do so much more than I ever thought I could with this stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a really interesting question. It, um, you know, whenever I work with somebody on my team that starts talking about or using the language of like AI ML in the con in the context of talking to customers, I always stop them because mm. it, I, I think it's important to understand the power of AI and ML, understand the power of technology, but really what we should be focusing on is what can this technology do for you? Like, what's the problem that we're trying to solve together? And obviously small businesses are faced with a tremendous number of, of problems. And I think it's a great provocation of, as to what are the, the products or the technology out there that can help me. But there's, you know, the, the exciting thing that gets me up in the morning is, um, and I think I even throw this somewhere on the internet as my tagline is using technology for good, giving AI and ML to the underdogs. And when you're a small business, you're competing against um, these huge platforms that employ like, app, like massive teams um, of data scientists. And so you know, what we're trying to do at QuickBooks, and I know we're joined by a number of other great organizations, is to give that power of a data science department to every small business. And ideally put it in their pocket. So it's there on your phone and it will tell you when you've got a bad surprise around the corner, um, or if you wanna dive in, it will help have that conversation around areas that you should be thinking about. Um, and ultimately, hopefully, to your tech transition um, point earlier, Brent, do a lot of that really administrative work for you. So you're not at the end of the month or the quarter going through boxes of receipts or paying somebody else to go through boxes of receipts for you, because in this day and age, that is a really bad use of time and money. Gosh, what have you been you know, spying on me or something? Because <laughs> I, I don't know what it's like around here. Uh, my buddy Rolf uh, has a comment. Nice guitar in the background there. He, he, I guess you play, right? Oh, this these guitars exclusively play Rafi songs. So um, if you'd like to join in with some toddlers <laughs> later on, um, I, 
I've never streamed before, but I'd be up for it. <laughs> nice. All right. Now, so Rolf is uh, looking at the guitar. I'm looking at the pillow, and I mentioned this to you before. <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? Stay humble, hustle hard. What does that mean to you? Yeah, this actually is a, a self-employed individual um, I met. God, it's got to be going on 10 years now. Um, and uh, it's just, she does calligraphy, so it's beautiful. Uh, laptop stickers she made, but um, it's my personal mantra. Um, I believe, as I know, or what attracts me to small businesses, I think we have a, a similar belief that um, nothing replaces hard work. Um, and if you work really hard on something you're passionate about, then the odds of your success are astronomically higher than if those two things aren't true. And then your challenge becomes not letting it go to your head. Um, so keeping that humility on. So I just, I like seeing that in the background of a, of a zoom meeting, just in <laughs> case, uh, I'm tempted to not do one of those things. There it is. And it, it, it actually is kind of cool that you received that 10 years ago and it's still sitting where it is, uh, and means as much as it does to you. Cause, uh, that that's, uh, like a testament to, you know, the small, small business person and the self-employed person's kind of mantra there. That's really cool. Totally. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, what things are going to look like after we kind of finally get past this. Uh, how do you expect some of the things that maybe I'll take a step back. Have you, do you think some of the, the changes that have had to take place because of the pandemic, how many of those changes are permanent changes? And I'm talking in the sense of how we do business uh, and, and how should, small and, and self-employed folks prepare themselves for life after the pandemic? Yeah. I mean, um, to preface my response, I am an extreme optimist. Um, so take everything I say with that grain of uh, happy salt. But um, I I do think we're going back into a roaring 20s. I think that that, you know, people like me who like to shop at small businesses, are sick and tired of um, cardboard boxes being my experience with commerce. Um, and I, I am so looking forward to the day where I can go back into, you know, my, my local main street and say hello and hopefully give a, a mass hug to uh, some of those small business owners. And so I think that there is going to be um, a, a a return to Main Street, for sure. I also think that um, so many small businesses have discovered the power of their online presence and platforms, that that's not all, that also is not going away. And that's where the, the combination, the, the omni-channel uh, strategy for a small business is super exciting because it will start to give advantage to the small business that just a, a big e-commerce player may not be able to provide or a massive services platform may not be able to survive. You have the personal and you have the scale together. And then what gives me energy is that multiplies the complexity that a small business owner has to deal with, right? And, and uh, frankly, I think 
it's why it took a pandemic to force us all into it because it's it's overwhelming. Um, and so what me and my team and QuickBooks is focused on is how can we automate some of those administrative tasks? How can we aggregate the data across all the tools that a small business owner and their employees are gonna be using so that there's one place that you can look at your entire business and that place will help you to make smarter business decisions. That is not a dream. That's that's a reality that we have today. The challenge is making it better and better and more intuitive for um, these small business owners who are coming into an omni-channel presence for the first time. So because of the pandemic, uh, and it happened pretty much overnight. People who are used to going out and shopping at the grocery stores and like you said, the other stores, they couldn't do it. So uh, this whole other avenue of buying online, you know, groceries or pretty much everything you know, had to happen. So you had this kind of the opportunity for um, companies who were able to build those direct to consumer channels because people weren't buying in the stores you know, to, to try to figure out a way to build a direct relationship uh, to customers. Are you go? do you see that still taking place after the fact? Uh, so although the, the markets will open up in the, you know, the you know, retail stores will open up and the mom and pops hopefully will open up, do they still have to, you know, have a way to you know, stay connected digitally, even if things, kind of go back to normal or there's a new normal where we're still going back into stores? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am no, I am definitely no, um, uh, marketing expert, um, by any means, but, uh, I think in this day and age, uh, it's a fairly obvious statement that the conversation with your customer never ends. Um, it may start in your store, but, you better believe it's it's happening online. Whether you're going to be a part of it or not, it's mm. it's happening online. And and I think um, you know some of some of the businesses that I work with that are the most successful are the ones that aren't just participating in conversations but creating conversations. Um, and they're doing that across multiple platforms, um, but predominantly, I think, on social media these days. Mm -hmm. Well, when Sometimes I don't think we think about this enough, but uh, let's say a lot of those digital transactions, you know, before they were digital, of course, there are a lot of you know, going in the store, buying with cash, and you don't really know who I am. You just know that I want these items and I've got the money to pay for them. Um, but now, because of the pandemic, a lot more of those kind of transactions became digital. And those digital transactions can more easily find themselves into a, a system like QuickBooks. And so how do we get small businesses to understand the, the positive and the potential of using that, those tr that transactional data to better interact with customers? Because you, 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 you start to have more insight into you know, what, how they you know, do certain things, what they buy, when they buy it how much of it they buy and that was missing 
for a lot of those things that if you have to rely on somebody to put that information in manually, it'll never get in there. But now that it's digital and it's going in there or could go in there really easily, there's this gold mine of information that could really help when you want to market or you want to build those uh, relationships through these intera possible interactions. How do we get small and, and self-employed folks to take advantage of that? Yeah, well, I I can just speak from my uh, experience working with uh, QuickBooks customers and my local small businesses. I feel like it's already something that small businesses are very good with. Um, it's just the the data available to them has been fairly limited. To your point, your point, Brad, around the the digitization of the data today versus the analog version of yesterday, and and that's where it's very tempting to create platforms and sign up for tools that are going to send the generic happy birthday email. And don't get me wrong, like there's a certain scale of business where that's perfect, but. Um, like everything in life, I think it's important to, to look at what are your unique strengths? What positions you in the minds of, of others in a, a distinguishing way? And as a small business, it's that relationship. It's that connection to the community. And so what I'm really excited about is how do you deliver those insights to a small business owner in a way that makes the execution and automation of the task super easy, like have the technology do that for you. But where do you create those opportunities to add the personal touch, to add the personal note, to add your, your personal branding or whatever it might be so that we continue to lean into the strength, the inherent strength of small business that can't be replicated by big uh, competitors or platforms. Yeah. I love that. You know, those, those little touches are are really the, the biggest positive and the biggest com competitive advantage that small businesses have. Like, you know, just being able to you know, look at somebody and say hi and know the name and it's just a natural thing. And that that creates this natural connection. So how do how do we help these small businesses do the same thing, but do it digitally um, and in and, and, and a way that allows them to build that meaningful connection both on and offline and make the, the kind of the, the relationship stronger than it was before when it was just offline. Yeah, I, I think the answer, it sounds like a comp out, but the, the answer is experimentation, right? Mm. It's, go, it's going to be different. Like there's, there's no silver bullet or if there is, I, at least I haven't found it yet. Um, the one, the one thing though that I, that I know to be true is you need time to do that experimentation. And so that's what I tell myself at least, like my purpose on earth is to give that time to small business owners by taking away the stuff that small business owners shouldn't be worried about. You shouldn't be worried about taxes and accounting and the, 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 the financial insights that QuickBooks should be able to solve for you or deliver to you. But the experimentation around what is that digital personal touch um, is super exciting. Um, and I think everyone's got to start in a different place. Um, I can speak to you know, one of my favorite small businesses, um, uh, 
restores vintage campers, these fiberglass campers. And she crushes it on Instagram. She has a massive following and she just started by experimenting with word of mouth, experimenting with email marketing. And eventually she landed on Instagram and started to get really uh, some really powerful feedback loops. And she's chased that. And that's now the primary channel for her business. Wow. That is really cool. So uh, let's put a, a positive spin on it, a positive ending on this since you know, you're, you're, you think that way. And I, I like to think that way too. Um, give me something that you learned about yourself during the pandemic. Oh man. Um, I've learned that my, my self-discipline in not eating around the clock is limited. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that shaving every day has become a thing of the past. I've definitely fallen into uh, the pandemic stereotypes, as you can see. Well, I guess you can only see waist up. So, you know, the, the, the weight gain stereotypes are there. Um, but you know, the, um, this is going to sound slightly tactical and cheesy, but <laughs> the importance to me of having dinner every night with my family. Um, I'm not super proud to say that, you know, with, with commuting and work, it was very difficult to get home for dinner. Um, pre pandemic, pre working from home. And, it has been such an insane year, so much tragedy, um, so much stuff to work through with your kids and with your spouse. And it's been so incredible to be able to do that over dinner every single night with zero exceptions together. Um, so I will, I will always be grateful for that lesson. And um, I hope, knock on wood with Bay Area, traffic as it is that I will be able to adjust to, to uh, continue to do that after we go back to the office. That's great. I mean, yeah, you picked a really good one. To, uh, although I, I can empathize with the Corona 15 myself. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Uh, so I always have to ask this of everybody I have on. Um, do you have a, a favorite NFL team? Uh, yes, uh, Green Bay Packers. Don't hate me. I, I, see the, I see the LA hat on. That's okay. No, there's only one really bad answer at this point. And as long as you didn't say the New England Patriots, <laughs> this is going to end well. <laughs> I'm a die. I'm a diehard Packers fan. So, um, so I won't. I won't be easily swayed away from Green Bay. Oh, oh good. I'm. I, I'm all for it. You know, like I said, only one bad answer. But seriously, this has been a lot of fun, man. A lot of a lot of great information and insights. And uh, where can well, I'm sure a lot of small business already know, but where can they go to learn more about what Intuit is doing to help small businesses out? Yeah, yeah. Check out QuickBooks.com. Um, obviously, QuickBooks. We've got an Instagram and Twitter presence as well. A lot of good, good content out of there that um, is similar to the conversation that that you and I, Brenton, have had today. And if you ever want to chat, just I'll, I'll give you my info. Let's let's do this again. This was fun. Absolutely, man. And and, I, and I, once again, I love to stay humble, hustle hard. That that's something that uh, resonates. Let's put it like that. And also the Corona fifteen. But, we, <laughs> but thanks again. And we, I definitely look forward to doing this again. And I definitely look forward to you guys. 
joining me later in the week. You know, the CRM players, you, you got to come around for that. So, and uh, watching Amazon, got to come around for that too. But in the meantime, have a great rest of the day, and I will see you later. Thanks, Brent.